This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is your host, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And today's show is titled Anatomy of a Soul's Journey Soundbite. And this is a, this is a reading that I offer people that's been pretty popular. I've done about 150 of them over the last year. These are 15-minute MP3 readings, and it's an overview of your soul's journey. So obviously, it's a soundbite. It's not reducing you to a soundbite, but it is providing an outline of what you're here to do and what kind of challenges you keep facing over many lives, but are actually uh, kind of setups from your soul so that you learn as a human. There are so many things I could tell you about this because when I do this 15-minute reading for anybody, it's actually a microcosm of their entire soul's experience. So there tends to be quite a lot of information, and um, you might think what useful can come out of a 15-minute reading, and uh, you can go to my site, tdjacobs.com, and uh, on the store page, you can find a, a PDF link uh, in which people who've had the sound bites talk about getting there and their experience and giving the feedback. And it, they're, they're amazing because it encapsulates all this stuff. So lots of people take it as a cue to get a full reading, but they want to check out my services and how I do astrology first, and they kind of want to see what I'm about. Other people use it as a starting place for their own exploration. And, you know, I'm giving you a ton of information, and you get to explore it on your own. It will, all the sound bites put words to experiences that you've had your whole life, and so it also can bring peace. So I want everyone to have a soul's journey soundbite so they can hear what they're here to do and kind of get insights into their soul's intentions. So today, Anatomy of a Soundbite, we're going to bring on uh, a lucky listener. I had a drawing over the last few weeks, and the person who won, her name is uh, Christia, and she's going to call in uh, about a third of the way through the show. And so I'm going to Explain the soundbite here for a minute, the technical side of it, for those of you um, learning astrology or curious about how I view soul and astrology in a birth chart. And then I'm going to do her soundbite for 15 minutes, and then we're going to bring her on for the remainder of the show, and she and I are going to discuss it. So that's pretty excited about this because I, I this is a, this is a, this show today is a vehicle for me to explain more about why it's so useful, and also you can hear from somebody who just heard her soundbite for the first time about how useful it is. Um, quick announcements first. Um, Mercury retrograded back into Scorpio, and so unconscious things need to come more into the light of day. If you've been listening uh, to the show over the last few weeks, you've known I've, I've talked about Saturn and Scorpio quite a bit, and then the Sun and Mercury and the North Node uh, in Scorpio as well. So this is a reminder that if you're finding yourself stressed out, get the Taurus Remedy for all the Scorpio intensity, and that's the MP3 of the Full Moon Call from October 29th, which is available from tdjacobs.com. It's a channeled call that's actually an hour-long meditation and energy healing session, very useful for 
for when we're getting stressed out in a Scorpio way. And the last announcement is uh, until December 15th, uh, there is a reading sale through my site. Uh, in other words, I am offering a reading sale, and it's 25 off an hour-long reading, making it 100 instead of 125. Till December 15th, I encourage you to go to tdjacobs.com and check that out. Now, the anatomy of a soul's journey soundbite. So it's a four-step reading, and the soundbite is actually a smaller version of any reading you'd have with me if you said to me, what's my karma? Tell me about my past lives. Why am I here? You know, what the expletives is my soul doing? I would give you a longer version of this, but this 15-minute thing just boils everything down. It's in four steps. The first step is all about Pluto, and it's what the soul intends you become empowered, which is to say confident and strong, through doing. And each of these, by the way, we look at house, sign, and aspect. So Pluto house, Pluto sign, and all the aspects to Pluto. And I actually, in this analysis, focus on uh, the hard aspects, uh, what are traditionally said that, uh, the fourth harmonic. So we're talking about conjunctions, squares, and oppositions. And I do bring in uh, quincunxes, about 150-degree aspects, which is a minor one, but it, it answers questions at different times. So Pluto is about what your soul intends. You figure out how to become empowered and strong through doing. But we have been doing strength through the lens of duality, which is tying strength and confidence to material reality in some way. Money, houses, connections, position, status, resources, um, social networks, like being connected to people, having resources and skills. If we actually know ourselves on all levels and accept ourselves, love ourselves on all levels, then we actually find true Plutonian empowerment. So a lot of the Pluto part of the reading is about disentangling from material world notions of strength. Because if you tie your strength to your youth you will lose that strength, uh, you know, all the way around to all the examples. Second step of the story is the south node of the moon, and that's about the conditioning and environments and experiences the soul sets up for the person to have. Lots of times this describes a family experiences and other experiences when young. Again, house, sign, and aspect. The third step of the story is south node ruler, and this is about the person's role in those environments. We could say that the south node is how people tend to see the world, a lens through which they see the world because of conditioning. And then the south node ruler being a layer of identity beyond sun, moon, rising, or the rest of the chart. Lots of times people show up with special skills, interests at, you know, that are related to their south node ruler that aren't that related to their south node. And... It's a layer of identity. It's kind of um, who you think you are, perhaps. And then, again, house sign aspect. And the fourth step of the story is a north node. And it's what you haven't done very much of in many lives. You don't know it very well. And it's because you have spent a great deal of energy being conditioned by the south node, which is always exactly opposite the north node. So the north node tends to be blind spots, and we tend to have prejudices against this. I don't want to be like that kind of person. And even when wonderful teachers come in, compassionate, kind friends and colleagues and family members come in and say, hey, why don't you try this way of being? You'll say, oh, I wouldn't want to be like that person. I wouldn't want to be like that kind of person. So the north node, uh, we have to unlearn prejudices and stretch into new territory. I do not subscribe to the notion that you have to leave your south node behind, but you have to temper your habits, preferences, and comfort zones, which would be south node stuff, 
with growth north node stuff. So I always look at trying to find a balance between them, never leaving the south node behind. So I'm going to give you Christia's birth chart uh, info here, uh, and you can follow along if you want. Her birthday is February 20th, 1970, at 10.30 p.m. in Indianapolis, Indiana. Give that to you one more time. February 20th, 1970, 10.30 p.m. in Indianapolis, Indiana. So jumping right in. First up is Pluto. What does her soul intend that she become empowered through doing? This is Pluto. And it's in uh, Virgo in the 11th, right at the end of the 11th. For simplicity's sake today, I will read it in the 11th, though in a full reading, I would bring in both houses. I don't want to make it too confusing here. Pluto is retrograde, and there is an opposition uh, to Chiron and Aries in the 6th to talk about. So that's a kind of map here. And also one square, uh, actually, yeah, one square to the asteroid Eros, which is asteroid 433, which is in Sagittarius in the 3rd. No worries if you don't plug it in or can't figure it out. It's just uh, it's part of my vocabulary, so I bring it in. So Pluto in the 11th is about goals and making the future happen through alliances. So groups, friendships, associations, networks, politics, everything where you need to work with others to create the kind of future that you want. So her empowerment journey has included being disempowered in groups. Um because this is the house of um, goals, also goal setting is, is an issue. She may have felt at different times over many lives overpowered once she sets a goal. Circumstance, the group mind can actually overpower in certain ways. You might have a, an incredible, beautiful dream to nurture, but uh, society might not know how to help you with that. And if that's you know, the case for anybody, you know, the kind of group chosen is the issue, but it might seem like the goals aren't possible. So lots of lives being empowered, it's just confident, strong, feeling on top of the world through group stuff, but lots of lives feeling that she can't really get the future created. She can't really do that. Uh, so it's, it's all over the map when we talk about Pluto. It's the empowering experiences as well as the disempowering or powerless feeling experiences. We've all had all of them because the soul is trying to learn through the variety of experiences, the, this full spectrum of positive, negative, happy, unhappy, healthy, unhealthy. Your soul learns even when you have pain. So, Pluto in Virgo is about responsibility, service, and figuring out what to do with duty. <laughs> so, it's uh, it's this big thing about needing to make a difference, but then having to deal with the consequences of trying to make a difference. So, people with Pluto in Virgo tend to be professional critics uh, of themselves and perhaps others and the world and all of creation. Uh, but uh, the Virgo thing, discernment and analysis are incredibly important. So as we look at this, Pluto in the 11th, this whole groups and dreams and goals thing, and uh, Christy has had, will have experiences in different lives of becoming empowered through choosing the right groups. In other lives, she will be so distracted by criticizing the group that she's in or being criticized by them that she won't actually get goals met. She won't get anywhere. And um, – so the, the Virgo part of it has a huge amount to do with analysis, discernment, and ultimately making a choice about where her energies are going to go. She might have this menu kind of in her mind's eye of these four kinds of ways of being, and she has to choose which one she wants to invest in. And because of the karma that goes with Pluto in this signature, 
Pluto and Virgo on the 11th. There's a there's something important here about making sure that she never lets the group mind be more important than her own mind. In some groups, she'll actually be chosen to be a leader, but it might not work best for her because she might need to do something individual, right? She might be dealing with disempowering experiences over many lives of being in a group. So sometimes individuality is a key until she finds the right group. The last layer on the Pluto here is its retrograde. And that means that she might not know exactly what to do at first, so she will naturally try on other people's ideas of what Virgo in the 11th house would look like. Now, this sets one up for trial and error, because if you try on other people's ideas, you will never be satisfied with a Pluto retrograde like this. That's the key to all uh, retrogrades, by the way. You have to invent your own wheel. Now, for this, you know, at certain times when Christy has been, you know, involved in a group and she's had a, a powerful influence in a group on any scale, sometimes she has said, wow, I'm really making a difference, but this isn't what I want to do. And that's the retrograde part and the confusion over how to choose the right kind of group. How do I create that future? That's a, it's one of the things here that, that can come up with this. At other times, she has not been able to have her voice heard in a group and has felt disempowered like a face in the crowd. And at that point, she says, well, how would I, how would I ever get noticed? How would I get my wonderful service-oriented idea heard by the group? I could really make a difference here. The retrograde is she might not really know how to get herself aligned with that group mind and have them hear her. So she has to invent her own wheel, and that can be making a pastiche of different ways of doing Virgo in the 11th, but essentially she has to make her own way. Now we talk about this opposition. Uh, it's 8 degrees, and I'll count it, just under 8 degrees or just over. And uh, this is Chiron in Aries in the 6th. Now when something opposes Pluto, there is uh, a block to this Plutonian goal. And uh, so to become empowered in the Virgo in the 11th house, you know, she has to do certain things and she is continually blocked by this. Now, most evolutionary astrologers would say this might be a person or a circumstance. And what I uh, really set myself apart through doing is saying, actually, this is, is manifested by people, but your soul is intending that you learn through the conflict. So essentially, your soul is sitting there with its feet up on the coffee table in the conference room, watching your life on this little screen, one of like thousands or millions of lives. And it's saying, oh yeah, well in this life, Chiron, you know, opposing, but it's like casually observing and you're learning through this tension. What it, what it is, is uh, Chiron is people who are hypersensitive or people who are wounded. Aries, it has to do something with their egos. And in the sixth house, it's about how things get done and service and uh, what qualifies a person to be um, to be to be considered good at something? Like how hard does somebody have to work to be to be good at something? And um, so she's actually in this group's context. She's actually opposed by people with wounded egos who are probably hypercritical of every single thing she does and says. And because of the scope of this reading, um, uh, there are a million things I could say about any of these things. I'm just kind of picking a general kind of overview. And when she comes on to talk to us, uh, Christia will share with us um, the, the parts that stick out. I'm saying that because I recognize this is kind of a vague thing, but she will know exactly what I'm talking about. Like to everybody else, it's vague. It sounds generalized. But uh, to the person whose chart we're looking at, uh, it's very, very clear. So essentially, she has to integrate how to be of service in a social context, in a group context, given individuals 
egoic needs and hypersensitivities and wounding. So that's, that's one of the things here. Now that's the first step of the story. And in these sound bites, Pluto tends to be the longest part of the story. Uh, so now we're going to move on to the second step, south node of the moon. And this talks about family conditioning, uh, very simply put. Now that's in Virgo also in the 11th house. And so basically her family system has a lot, has a, an important thread happening with Virgo in the 11th house. The same kind of thing. Uh, analyzing the right place to put energies in the future. Am I critical enough of my goals? Am I working hard enough to um, to really connect with the right people? Have I really discerned what's what I want to what I want to see in the world? So her family system is actually wrapped up in that. Um, and as we look at, um, there is a square to the nodes, which is um, the asteroid Argensuri, and then by implication, the planet Neptune in the second, and both in Sagittarius. Argensuri, just a quick overview. If you're interested in the full story, get the book Living Myth, Exploring Archetypal Journeys through my site or Amazon or Kindle. It tells the whole story. This is an archetype following Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita, the seminal text of Hinduism. The short story is, you know, adding this in a 15-minute reading, it's a little absurd, but um, I'm going to do it. Uh, a relationship to conscience and inner wisdom. Who gets consulted when the most important questions come up? Do I go to a teacher? Do I go to a guru? Do I try to elevate somebody to a place of importance so they can answer my difficult question? Or do I look inside and do I trust my intuition, my inner wisdom? This is square the nodes. And so there's actually an issue in her family system of not being clear about how to trust intuition. Also, it's with Neptune, how to connect to divine truth in whatever way that means, how to find meaning in life. You know, what it means to, and this is in the second house, what it means to value things. So we're talking about this group orientation in the 11th house, and there is uh, confusion, karmic confusion, about this stuff in the second house, the house of the value system. So this, you know, this tells us more about her family and her conditioning. Um, so... You know, this stuff square the node says that it's important for these two things, Neptune and Arjunsuri, which is asteroid 20300, uh, for your reference. And, um, this says that intuition and trusting the self and really getting clear on the value of things. What is time worth? What is money worth? What is work worth? You know, what is, what are my skills worth? Those are very important issues for everybody in her family, including her. Move on to the third step of the story. It's a south node ruler by sign, and the south node's in Virgo, so we're looking straight for Mercury, and we go to that fourth house in Aquarius. A couple of really important aspects to talk about. The basic thing is, she's coming from people focused in the 11th house in Virgo, and she is in the fourth house, the inward house in Aquarius. She's different. She's weird. She can't help it. Um, so this is a natural setup for a black sheep thing, because the signs are a natural quincunx, Virgo to um to Aquarius. A lot of these sound bites, when we get into them, explain black sheep phenomena very, very simply and clearly. Because your role in your family system is to be different and not fit. So Christia has that going on. Um, so she's focused on the inward life. She wants stability. She wants to know about the heart. She wants to communicate about these things. She's conjunct Pallas Athene, which is about loyalty, and there's a warrior stateswoman energy, and there's also creativity is very important here. But it's all different. She stands out. Uh, just briefly, the aspects here, Mercury is square Saturn and Taurus in the seventh, and uh, also the asteroid Lucifer, but I'm going to leave that out, actually, just in case some of you who know my work might have included it. No, I'll leave it in, just briefly. Saturn, square in the south, and ruler says, authority figures don't get me and want me to be different. 
witnesses in Taurus, they're conservative. They don't want change. They don't like things that are weird. In the seventh house, uh, important relationships. Lucifer there says that these people are also learning about their own relationship with ego, and some of them can actually have giant heads, you know, overinflated egos, big heads. So uh, the other square from to this is a retrograde Jupiter in Scorpio in the first, and actually it's a, an echo. Uh, it's an echo of people who have perhaps inflated egos, people who are very um, very clear about what they believe, and they're all giving her friction, saying, we don't understand you. We would like for you to be different. Do things this way instead. But that Aquarius fourth house thing has to be in touch with her, um, her intuition. It echoes the Argensurian Neptune thing, square the nodes, that she might actually be in a better position because of this karmic training, the south node ruler, than her family itself to actually figure these things out. And then the fourth step of the story to wrap this up is um, uh, the North Node. And it's what her family uh, can't teach her because they are, uh, you know, doing the South Node for her, which is their soul's, uh, you know, compliance with her soul's request. So the North Node here is Pisces in the fifth house. And there's a traffic jam conjunct this North Node. So, um, it's in Pisces in the fifth, so flowing with individual expression, trusting, not controlling everything, but also putting herself first. Uh, instead of thinking about what's socially acceptable, instead of thinking about trends or what other people may expect or the group or society or culture may expect or, or ethnic or religious groups may expect, it's going her own way and trusting the process, flowing with life. Ceres is about nurturing. Vesta or Venus is about um, uh, value system and relationship with money and relationships. And uh, the sun is about a healthy ego and being able to take up space. So essentially, these three things have been left out. Her family couldn't teach her how to have a healthy ego, how to nurture herself, and how to be creative and trust her own value. So that is the Soul's Journey soundbite. We're going to take a quick break, and then uh, Christy is actually on hold. She's going to join us uh, in a couple of minutes and discuss this overview. So stay with us. is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. 
A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to the Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, your host from tdjacobs.com. And uh, today we're doing an anatomy of a Soul's Journey soundbite. And uh, if you're just joining us, um, I had a, a drawing over the last few weeks and, and uh, picked a, a random winner yesterday who's joining us on the call today. We just or I just went through her uh, about 15-minute uh, reading in her chart, and she was uh, listening patiently and then, and then dialed in. So welcome to the show, Christia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, and congratulations, and uh, thanks for thanks for uh, participating and playing with us. This is this is fun. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So 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 the soundbite is a bunch of different themes. I mean, I just encapsulated so many different things about your life. But what I'd love to hear is kind of how it struck you, and then if you and we do have time to kind of talk about particular things, and I can help. Uh, you understand certain things and also contextualize this uh, for our listeners in terms of the soul's journey. So, so give, kind of give me your, your impressions or feedback, and I'm not, I'm not fishing for praise if it was accurate, but just kind of give me, <laughs> give me an idea. Yeah. Well, first of all, it was right on, and okay. everyone should have one of these. Um, and for me personally, it was just – it really helps to hear, um, like you were explaining about, you know, coming in – and my soul choosing a family not to support me and, yes. and, 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 and having that experience and, and to hear it, you know, to hear it on my astrology chart, like, oh, well, that was the way it was supposed to be. Oh, okay. Then I can mm-hmm. move on. <laughs> right, right. And you can, you can see through that to be grateful for what they have done for you, which, right. which, which honors the, the contracts that are based in love between all these souls. And, it, lots of people, you know, will have that experience of um, maybe not feeling supported or the thing I needed or wanted I couldn't get. But yeah, it's it's uh, as the you know as the commercial says, it is divinely designed by your soul. And and yeah. you were, I, it's just amazing, just that little bit of you explaining some things about my chart because I feel like that's right where I am, and because I'm a Pisces, I feel you know I'm an empath and I feel so much, but sometimes I don't maybe know exactly where I'm going, but I'm feeling mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and things can be so, it took me until my, almost my adult life to realize that things I was feeling, to separate them, you know, because I could feel everything and what was mine that I'm feeling mm-hmm. and what was other people stuff. And yeah. I really, which is big stuff to, to, you know, to navigate. And I loved how you said, you know, I'm, I was to be a black sheep and I have to find my, invent my own wheel, my own yes. way and yes. my own unique way. And that's, that's priceless for me to hear. Great. Good. I, I, I hear that a lot from people who got the sound bites because sometimes actually one person maybe six or eight months ago got one and, and, and I sent it to her and a few weeks later she wrote back and said, uh, I was kind of nervous to listen to it because I 
didn't know what was going to be in there. You know, like, but, uh, you know, the, the thing of saying your soul set it up so that you're a black sheep. Well, I, I offer that in the spirit of um, this is a contract of, of love between souls so that you learn how to validate yourself. Uh, we, you actually took a class a few weeks ago with me and we ended up coincidentally talking about that validate with this venus on the north node and sun and and um yeah and it's like um this person was afraid to hear something bad because we're we're not sure what's really happening here but this contract between souls they're all based in love even when somebody hurts us or can't understand us it's 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 divinely designed so that we can figure out the right way to do and and for you being an empath I mean, we can look in your chart and see several things. You know, the South Node ruler in Aquarius in the fourth it lends itself to that, and and also um, the Uranus in the twelfth, and Neptune, you know, Neptune in Sagittarius, but also um, the stuff on the North Node, and so you know, stuff in, in Pisces, being an empath, and people in your family system don't get that because it's on the North Node. Yeah, they just don't understand that. So, so for you to make peace with that is what I'm trying to try to make happen here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in general, with yeah, it's and, yeah. and and learning to value. Like even though I'm a black sheep and even though I'm different, I'm still a value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. your class, I just want to. Oh I, yeah. The class that I just took with you. If everyone, um, if anyone ever gets a chance to take. That class, energy is money, money is energy. It was so helpful to mm. me. Um, I mean, it's been invaluable. I've, since the wow, class, I've totally redid my website. I've, uh-huh. you know, you know, gotten very strong about being uniquely me. Like it's okay right. to be uniquely me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, this is part of the, um, you know, this is part of the the Neptune square, the nodes. How do I how do I value me? And then also the Venus and Sun on the North Node. And uh, I mean, Sun is a marker of. Do you have the right to take up space? I mean, do you have the right to have other people notice you, for example? And if you're wired in a Pisces way, coming from that kind of family. Uh, and God bless everybody. I'm sure your family's wonderful, but it was set up that they couldn't understand. So for you to, to for you to you know be an empath, to sense energies when every human is sensitive, but that's not how your family trains each other. And so for you to validate that, and uh, and yeah, the energy is money is energy thing uh, it was loud for you because of this Venus on the North Node and the Neptune in the second, and and that tension, but. Yeah, I mean, eventually, hopefully, you you figure out how to validate yourself. It sounds like you're you're already doing that and uh, um, and flowing, flowing with what's really happening and who you are is is so important because the the Pluto in Virgo and the South Node in Virgo, or you know, tend towards control sometimes. Right. And, uh, yeah. So for you to flow <laughs> to be va- feel validated and that's really important. So was there anything in the in the soundbite that didn't make a lot of sense, or was there? Was there anything that, that you had a question about or would like me to talk about more? Because I, I know that it's so brief, uh, but if you want kind of um, me to go into further, I'm, I'm happy to do that. That's what this time is for. Well, I just, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm an energy healer um, okay. and I'm an artist. And so my biggest thing is, I guess, you know, with my son and the Venus, and I've always been enamored when I look at my chart, the sun and the Venus and Ceres. Mm. Like, for me, and then the Mercury and Aquarius, like, 
things come out of nowhere, and I'll get these ideas. And um, all of that in in expression of myself. And yeah. so it just, um, I don't know if I'm making any sense. but um, you, you you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if there's a if there, if you if you have a question in there or or you, I can just listen, but yeah, you're, you are making sense. Like, yeah, like as an artist, and I mean, manifestation is an issue because yeah. do you have the right to be seen? This is this something on the North Node is just gigantic. Forget Venus and Ceres. I mean, okay. just the, anybody's sun on the North Node is it's it's um. You know, basically everyone has a son, and so all the people you come from have a son. So it's not that nobody is solar. It's that nobody could teach you how to be solar in the way you need. And um, the thing with oppositions, you know, we talk about nodes and a really important planet conjunct the north node, which is to say opposing the south node, opposing the family. What it means is that it's far from the family. So, so Venus, sun together, creativity in the house of individual expression. So you probably, you know, you're probably coming from some very smart people who don't understand why you paint, you know, or, or just don't really, they might respect you and, but they might not understand because they might not relate. So that sun is like this constant pressure until you choose to take up space. This question, should I really take up space? And, you know, at different times in life, you'll draw people to you who take up a ton of space and you might think, well, I'm not sure if I should take up that much space. But they are actually being drawn to you, so you see what it's like to take up space. So so art and artists, this solar shining quality, you know, um, you know, until you would have given yourself permission to do that, that would have been kind of an enchanting thing. And and I'll tell you the other thing about this setup is um, when we have something conjunct the north node meaning far away from us, you know, far away from what's familiar. In different lives, we will see people doing those energies, and we will long for it. Our hearts will ache and pine to be able to do it, or we get a chip on our shoulders and say, I'm going to do that, and nobody can stop me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like in them to vacillate, but basically you're giving yourself permission. Like you sent me a painting. You sent me a scan of a painting or a picture. Yeah, you being willing to share that is a great place to be with this North End. You're like, this is something I made. I wanted to share it with you in appreciation for what you're doing. And and that is a wonderful sun on the North End thing because, I don't know, maybe part of you would have had a thought, should I do that? But just from my experience of you, you seem pretty, you seem pretty solid with, yeah, I want to do that, so I should. Is, is that right. fair? Yeah, I, yeah. Yes. And I think it's just wonderful to hear you talk because I think sometimes – when you're in it, it's hard to articulate it, and then mm-hmm. you're so wonderful at articulating things that just are, for me, like, or maybe a deep, you know, like with Neptune being the fog, and, and you kind of, like, wipe yes. the windows and kind of be like, yeah. no, look over here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, let me walk you. the, yeah. you know, wipe the fog off the window, and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, okay. Good. I get um, it. I want to remind our listeners of your birth data, just in case they're joining late and want to pull up your chart. And and it's February 20th, 1970, at 10.30 p.m. in Indianapolis, Indiana. So 2.20, 10.30 p.m., Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, we're going to take our second break right now and then come back and, uh, and, and uh, finish the conversation. Okay. Stay with us. 
2012 is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Hey, people, welcome back to The Soul's Journey. I'm your host, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and we're we're doing a a Soul's Journey soundbite, a 15-minute karmic overview or an overview of the soul's intentions, the divinely designed intentions that your soul has for you. And we do have uh, a listener, Christia, on the line. We're talking with her. I did her soundbite earlier uh, in in the show. I want to make a couple of quick announcements, and then uh, she had a question over the break. We're going to ask her to repeat it. the first thing is if you want your own soundbite, go to tdjacobs.com and on the store page or the services page, uh, there, there are links to order. There's also um, a video on each page about so the soundbite and it's a, maybe 11 to 12 or 15 minute introduction from me when I launched them about a year ago. If you, um, if you want to see that. Um, and also new this year, uh, is discounts when you order three, it's 10% off. And when you order five, it's 15% off. These make absolutely the best gifts ever if you are thinking about giving something to somebody that can help them in their life. It's not socks. It's not underwear. It's not a sweater. It's not a gift card to something. It's insight into what they are doing on earth. And as you're listening to, to Christia earlier say, just having, just hearing me articulate what's happening, it brings peace. So, um, you know, this is what I'm here for. This is my, this is my job in our world. And so, uh, get the sound bites at tdjacobs.com. The other thing I want to make a comment about, uh, about just briefly that's related to all this because uh, I did a tutoring session uh, with someone the other day. I did a reading for her maybe a year and a half ago, and, and she had a tutoring session the other day. She's, and she asked me about um, my how I'm so open, my open arms thing. And after she explained it, it basically came down to this compassionate approach to people. And she basically said uh, in, in, the, in the session, giving me an example, you know, if, if you – here you have this child molester and let's treat this person with compassion. And so I would just want to say this, um, you know, echoing the fog idea, Christia, that you mentioned before the break, um, you know, clearing away the fog and the Neptunian fog. And there's something really important about how our judgments about ourselves and others can fog up. Our, our consciousnesses. So I just want to make that point that like 
um, everything everything we're doing here is rooted in the idea. It's it uh, starts with the idea that we're divine beings fumbling through what it means to be human. Nobody really does it well. Nobody pops out of you know some mother and does it well. So we're all learning. So we make mistakes. And free will is incredibly important. It's the it's the name of the game. It's what we're here for to make choices. And through through ignorance, I don't know what's going to happen, and then to deal with the results. And so, so part of what brings peace when I do this work and when I do these sound bites and other readings is that I'm not judging anybody for anything, and I'm teaching you how uh, anybody to release the, the 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 judgment. Now, Christia, let's come back to you. You know, you are in a in a in a Piscean compassion place where you can see with some clarity. You know the people you come from and how you differ from them, and you know, like I said earlier, being able to be grateful for what they did teach you and did show you and give you. And so, you know, you moved into that North Node, it seems, to to do that compassionate thing. And uh, and so that's it's just I want people to notice the energetic uh, profile here of what I'm talking about and how Christy is kind of showing up because. The lack of judgment is what's really important. Like she's able to laugh about being the black sheep in her family, you know, like that—that that <laughs> evidence. It, yeah, like you're able to let things, some things go. So, so you asked a question on the break about land. So, so go ahead and and, uh, and please yeah. ask me that again. Well, yeah. My question is sometimes as a Pisces, I, you know, I, I I love to be a hermit. I'll go out and I do these events, or I'm you know I'm out in the public eye mm-hmm. for a period of time, and then I come home and I I really need that you know, cocoony time. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I've been being guided by spirit for a while now to to get land. They, they want me to have okay. land. Okay. And, um, and, and so I keep seeing, like, land, but, like, a maybe a retreat center. Because people mm-hmm. seem to be drawn to me, and they need to spend time in my vibration. Okay. And um, so, but, you know, so how does all that? Mm-hmm. So, so karmically speaking, there's, um, you know, your Pluto and South Node are in the 11th, the house of society and groups and politics and what we're all doing together. So you have that conditioning, being out there and doing Virgo things, helping, healing, serving, what, you know, however, whatever that looks like. And then the South Node ruler, <clears throat> excuse me, is Mercury in that house of I need to be quiet, the fourth house, the house related to moon. So it's kind of like you're that's that's a, an image uh, or that's an example of the natural tension that's going to arise for you in a bunch of lives because you're accustomed to the public thing and in some lives maybe everybody around you doesn't understand that you need private time and you can't you don't feel perhaps in different lives that you can create it because these people are depending on me. So in some lives, you can't do it. In other lives, you have to break away to do it. And that can be really difficult because you've taken responsibilities on in a social context in some way. So, so yeah, so you're, you know, if your guides are telling you to get land, then the basic, I mean, from my perspective, they might tell you that at any stage of your development in this life, right? That's a thing that is important for you. The right. south node ruler in the fourth land is one manifestation of the fourth house. It's home, nest, heart, hearth, all that stuff. But if they're telling you that and you're considering it, then you're making karmic progress because you're not thinking that you can't have that time or 
that you can't do anything but have that time, that 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 private time. Like you're just you just said you go back and forth, and that's really important. So if that's what calls to you, if that's what spirit asks you to do, yes, please do it. And I, I'm getting a bunch of images. If I can just run with this for a second. Um, the, the, one of the things that that happens because of this black sheep setup, it, it's also not even just family. I mean, when I do these readings and sound bites and, and classes where I look at people's charts, I do work a lot with how family shows up in the chart because of the, the karmic conditioning and the emotional conditioning and social and behavioral and all this stuff. But uh, it's also the rest of the world if you let it be the rest of the world. So, so I've talked about your family in that context, but you know, in all these lives you grow up and then you take on some responsibility in some public way, you know, 11th house Virgo, like you, you take the responsibility. And so in some of these lives, you know, you are running yourself ragged to, to try to serve. And it's kind of a bottomless pit. It's like, think about, think about people who are, um, uh, advocate like an individual, like a social worker who is advocating on behalf of battered women. This is wonderful, but eventually she has to make this social worker here. She has to make a decision about how much energy to give to this. It is a ginormous problem. So here she has a job and that's, and that's, that's wonderful and that's noble and that's helping and healing very Virgo 11th house. And yet, I know a lot of people who advocate on behalf of others who are burned out or getting there because the enormity of the problem is too much. So in some lives for you, you think, you know what? I just need to go fishing for five weeks or, or what, whatever it is, right? I just need to do something that is not this and the demands of the thing and it never ends. You know, it never ends. It's like, how could I take five weeks off go to Montana and do whatever I want when this suffering is still happening. Like that's like the the core motivation of Virgo is to make something better uh, typically on behalf of others. So for you to go back and forth and say, yes, I will do this public thing. I will do my workout, you know, and then for you to have a home base that you value and that you make your own. And, And this is what I want really wanted to get at. We can be in different lives, especially with this setup for you, the karmic stuff in the 11th, Pluto in the south node. We can actually, in certain ways, have our identities held in place by group expectation. Right? So right. you're, you're different. Aquarius, fourth, you're, you're, you show up as an Aquarius figure in a Virgo context. Now, in Virgo, people are paying attention to details. Uh, they're probably letting you know when a hair is out of place on your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and you're like, you're Aquarius. You're, you're moving at different speeds. You're trying to be inventive. You're trying to allow objectivity to come in and you're not worried about that one hair or maybe even 10 hairs that might be out of place. Like it's not, you know, your Pisces thing in the fifth may, but like this, this Aquarius thing in the fourth is more interested in authenticity of inner reality and how that gets expressed outwardly. Does that make sense to you? Oh yeah. Right. So your identity, if it's held in place because of the responsibilities you have, you're not going to make your home your own. Because in some way, you're owned by the role you've taken on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, can I just say something that you talked about in the class briefly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that one of your – and I, 
if I'm misremembering this slightly, correct me, please, because the details do matter. But the, a dream that your mother had for you was to go into politics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, she wanted me to be a politician. <laughs> yeah. If you had done that, you know, if you had done that, you're, you know, articulate, passionate, paying attention, showing up on time, like you'd be doing, probably be doing very well. Like the heart is visible. You know, you'd probably be very good at it. And that's part of your karmic conditioning is to do something on behalf of a community or a cause or something. I, yeah, I knew as a child I would be very, very good at it. Uh-huh. Um, but, and, and it was very easy like yeah. in, in how I was being groomed. But yeah. I knew that my soul, I knew on a very deep soul level that there is no way in hell I could do it. But see, there are certain lives. This is, this is what I want to get at here with this tension. There are certain lives where you do it anyway. Because it's not, you know, it's not the 20th, 21st century. And your fortunes are tied to the approval of your family. Like, you know, your, your, your clan, social group, ethnic group, religious group, all, all of those things. And, you know, if in some, I mean, this, this thematic setup here, you know, is relevant in a bunch of lives. And let's say there's some life a couple thousand years ago, and you live in a small city of 11,000 people, which is actually kind of big for a city a couple thousand years ago. Let's say there's 11,000 people. You would figure there's a lot of variety, right? Everybody's got Uranus and Aquarius in the 11th house somewhere in his or her chart, <laughs> but um, probably not. I mean, maybe not. And so you're the weird one. So they're like, would you please um, manage this public works project? We're, we're installing a sewage system. Somebody just invented this, whatever it is, right? And you take it on in knowing that you shouldn't do it, but this is your role. So in this life, you have more trust in your inner guidance and what you know, but there are certain lives where you do it anyway. Wow. You go into politics, yeah, because you're, you sometimes yield to the pressure of a group, and that can be the disempowering thing about coming from the 11th house. It's the power of a group. Yeah. yeah so I've is, already done it, so I don't have to do it in this life. Yeah. Somewhere on the timeline, that's happening. But what's not <laughs> happening, is, yeah, seriously, it's all happening from the soul's perspective. It's all happening right now. Uh, but, but somewhere else on the timeline, you know, it's happening that you are respectfully declining an invitation, but then you think, you know, to run for office, let's say some some kind, and but then you think five years later, maybe I should have done that. Maybe, maybe you know, it's kind of like there's also at different times some second guessing because there are not in every life you're not getting the Sun Venus on the North Node. Like that is, I'm willing to validate myself, steer my own ship, and trust who I am. So it's like think about all these components here in the reading. The black sheep thing with the south node ruler being so different from the south node, right? The the Pluto retrograde saying, please invent your own wheel, you know? And then the stuff on the north node saying, it, it basically all depends on whether or not you are willing to shine as a unique individual and take up space as who you really are. So if you didn't have that, who knows what you might have done? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be seeing your face on a billboard somewhere and you're smiling and I'm like, I trust her. Yeah. I trust her. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see she has, she has a good heart. I like her. She has a good heart. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll vote for her. <laughs> I'll vote for her, sure. As many times as I can, yeah. Well, great. Well, Christia, thank you so much for, for calling in, for calling in today and, uh, and having your soundbite done on the air. And, cause it is a, it is also a, a kind of a brave thing to, to have your, your life exposed on the air, I think, and, and to have people, <laughs> other people have your birthday. So I, I really appreciate your, your, your openness uh, to that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate You're welcome. It. You're welcome. Okay, so I'm going to uh, close out the show with some comments and then uh, to uh, do some announcements. And, um, yeah, so if you want your own Soul's Journey soundbite, uh, go to tdjacobs.com and go to the uh, the store page or the services page. And, um, as again, there's this uh, there's a video there. You can check that out. And um, this, is, uh, this is a chance to... Make peace with how you already know you're wired. That's the other thing in these in these sound bites. It's not that it's all brand new information for you. It's it makes sense of how you are wired. It and articulates um, a particular kind of story again, infused with compassion for your journey, compassion for the fact that you're learning as you go. You don't know everything already, and uh, you know, and and setting this thing up so that you can make peace with how the present is, is an extension of the past. And uh, there's no such thing as destiny or the future, but in every single life, each of us has the opportunity to stretch and grow and make peace with the past. So I encourage you all to get your Soul's Journey sound bites, and they make fantastic gifts. And again, there are discounts on three, 10% off, and 15% off when you get five through the site. And there's a little little pull-down menu where you can choose that. You don't have to like click the thing five times. Um, uh, other announcements, uh, the next uh, full moon call with Ascended Master Jehudi for the Gemini full moon is uh, Tuesday, uh, November 27th at 6 p.m. Pacific. This is an hour-long grounding meditation call uh, during which Jehudi leads us through affirmations to release energies that don't work. Uh, he also explains uh, the, the context of the full moon. He'll talk about the sun in Sagittarius and the moon in Gemini and, and what the opportunity of a full moon is. He's, uh, he's, he's, uh, you know, whatever, he's wonderful is what I was going to say. I almost edited myself, but, but it's a really wonderful opportunity to get grounded to the earth and to have him do energy work on you to remove blocks to that. And then also, uh, doing release affirmations once you're in the space connected to him, which makes the affirmations that much more powerful. And you can get the recording if you can't make the time. Um, it's the same donation basis. I do uh, suggest a donation of 10 to $25 uh, through my site, tdjacobs.com. The easiest way to get there is through the calendar, tdjacobs.com forward slash time. So thank you uh, for joining me for this, and, and thanks again to Christia for, for being willing to reveal all on the air. And um, Keep in touch and keep listening. I have some fascinating topics about soul and astrology coming up for you over the next few weeks. Go to tdjacobs.com to learn more. Thanks again. Good night. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.